my fat ass self, of course, came up with a food hypothetical. Okay. You know how different restaurants will have, you know, celebrity visitors sometimes, and then eventually they name one of their sandwiches or something after a celebrity? Ooh. Okay, so sure you are, Hussein. You yeah. are a famous, probably what, F1 driver? I would love it. All right. Here you go. F- New Lewis Hamilton. What is your patented sandwich order? And it's named after you, so people can order this. Okay. What do you want on it? What do I want on it, or what's the name of it? As gonna, like, what no, is it'll the- be your name. It'll be my. It'll oh, be it's your like, name. Yo, give you, me the share yard. Yeah, like this is the share yard. Okay, I mean, essentially, you're just asking me for my order at this point. No, no, no. But what do you? There's, there's, there's what I order, and this is what I would want to be known to order. There's, those are two different things. Schrodinger's sandwich. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm gonna pull from this guy I found on Twitter or Instagram. His name is Liver King. My sandwich is gonna be straight raw meat. What the? Because f- that is what the manliest <laughs> of men eat. Because if you look at this guy, this guy is jacked. And his diet consists of raw meat and eggs. And he goes out and hunts whatever he hunts. And the first thing he eats is its liver. So I would have a liver Wait, sandwich. He goes and personally hunts for this. I think. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Go look him up. Uh, first of all, I asked for the Sherry R sandwich. I didn't ask for the liver. <laughs> the liver all right, folks. The side sandwich, easy money. All right. You get a foot-long Italian hoagie with Wagyu beef. Okay. Avocado. Hot Pickled jalapenos and spinach. That's it. This is where you lost me. The avocado. I fucking know. You, you just, you're a fucking big wet baby. Too, too creamy, man. I don't like it. Especially yeah, not okay. on sandwiches. Especially not on sandwiches. Are Guacamole you, I can do because that's like a... Avocado is the main ingredient to that. There's like lime juice and like salt and oh, stuff. Oh, do you like having your food mush before <laughs> you eat it? Do you need your mom to... Yeah. Here's your rice. Eat it. Hey, hey. Now get that noose off of me before <laughs> I call the cops on you. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> to, to oh. Juicy. Juicy Small Way. Hey, Smalley everybody. A. How's it going, everyone? It is a late Sunday evening. Well, at the time of the recording. Yes, it is. This is episode 27 of Hot Pocket. This is Saad. This is Sherry R. And uh, that was a little memento. A, what's the word I'm looking for? An odd or nod. An to... odd, a nod to uh, The Fallen. Yeah. The Great. Juicy Smolletti, Jamie Smollett, J- Jesse, Bussy Smollett, JC, JC Smollett. We've run the course on this bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking about the Jesse Smollett trial. Yes. So uh, that song was from the show Empire, which is what made Jesse famous. I watched like one season of it. Wait, you, uh, don't you got to be black to watch that show, son? Brother. We are all of us Africa. <laughs> the motherland. <laughs> we, we are we are the motherland Africa. Before you before you continue, I I made that joke because um freshman year when the show was really popping in in college, um all of the all of the black girls on our on our floor would would get together and watch it. And there was this one white girl who was just No, no, no listen, listen. She was making an like a hard effort 
to try to get it because she was like from Connecticut. Like she had already revealed that she had like servants in her house and stuff at this point. Servants, yes, yeah, servants. We we she, she said it in class. It was crazy. Um, and she was like, I was so like culture shocked when I came to Towson, and I walked by the room and there's this one <laughs> white girl trying to <laughs> trying to be like. It was just really funny, oh, no. uh, funny times. But yeah, we we are all of us Africa, so I would not recommend watching it. Uh, it's okay. I mean, I don't know how. I only watched one season, and he's been kicked off of it after you know. I wonder why the <laughs> happening. I don't know if the show is even going on anymore. Honestly, the only reason I know of Jesse Juicy is because of the case that we're gonna talk really? about. Really? I mean, yeah, I had no idea who he was. Like I, when he I, first came yeah. to my like screen, I guess. Um, I learned through that he was on Empire. Okay. Because I never watched Empire. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's super uncommon. I think it's yeah. a fairly common thing. Yeah. So, um, he's from the show Empire, which is about like a musical family. They're, they're like in the music industry. It's like yeah. Terrence Howard, Jesse Smollett plays his. Taraji P. I know she's in. Taraji P. <sighs> Baltimore's own. God damn. Um, Jesse Smollett plays one of his sons. And he's gay in real life, and he's gay in the show, and being gay is a huge Good part representation. Of his Great representation. And um, that was a huge element in what happened on january 29th 2019 jesse was in chicago chatown and it was 2 a.m he was walking with his subway sandwich which <laughs> first of all why are you getting subway at why are you at a 2 a.m why are you chicago? at 2 a.m why are you eating subway there's better 24 7 options all right get a twister from 7-eleven <laughs> why why on earth i do not want to talk some nepalese or indian man being like yeah, no, I said I said Italian, not not multigrain. <laughs> Rashad, please. I just want the food. <laughs> I just want the fucking food, man. And he was on the phone with his uh, manager. Or yeah, something. manager, agent, something Whatever. like that. And so he had something in his earbud, AirPods, I guess. And then he hears two guys like coming, and well, I'm sure he's used to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's used to that. I think oh, he's heard fuck. two guys coming a lot. Oh, fuck. The, 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 the fuck. Cher, Cher had the most devious glint in his eye. He just turned like, oh, word? Um, he heard two guys running towards him. And they start yelling MAGA. And they attack him. They accost him. <laughs> and this whole thing. Come on, man. No. no, no, no. We're professionals. We're professional broadcasters. Don't do this. And then the, he gets them off him. And then by the time he's like gets away from him, he... He somehow realizes that he smells like bleach. It, it didn't occur to him at, during the attack that... Yeah, they, that also came out where he said when he gave the police report, he basically was like an unknown substance. Like, I don't know what they threw. Yeah. So I don't know if it and was, it was like, also <clears throat> a rope around his neck. Yeah, that was that so was a big part. These MAGA chuds. Yeah. And he told the detectives later on that like, oh, I think these were white guys. Yeah. That the implication, not the implication, straight up. He's like, oh, they were trying to hang me. Yeah. Which, first of all, I don't know if y'all know how hanging works. And I kind of hope y'all don't, you know, stay yeah, safe. Somebody you, you need to, like, hang the rope on something yeah. to make the noose work. I mean, you don't... Know, yeah. Listen, listen, listen. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that somebody racist like that, when they're planning an attack, they might not actually want to hang somebody. Making a statement. Making a statement like, yeah. oh, like, you deserve to be hung, so I'm going to do true. this. Yeah, you know I, I mean? That. It's like a scare tactic, yeah. but you're also attacking somebody. When something like this happens, obviously it's going to make headlines, right? yeah. yeah. A black man gets attacked. Black by gay Ma man. Black gay man gets yeah. attacked by MAGA supporters. Yeah. And at that time, 2019. Early 2019. Early 2019. 
Trump's presidency is in full swing. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff happening. The border, there's a lot of crises happening yeah. in, in America. Racial tensions are high. Extremely high. And so everybody, you know, took to Twitter. Yeah. So this. Expressing support for Jesse. Absolutely. You got stars like freaking 50 Cent, T.I. stating like, yo, we're with you. Kamala Harris. Court. A lot of political people <clears throat> were getting out there saying like, this is a modern day lynching. Because it. You hear about it, and yeah. you're like, this a is extremely political. on a black guy. Yeah. Turns so, out. You know, the cops. All right, you're Jesse, okay? I'm, okay. I'm, off, I'm Officer Ricardo. Okay, Ricardo. Okay. All right, so uh, what time you said this happened? Um, I think it was around like 2 a.m. Okay, okay, 2 a.m. All right, uh, when, what were you doing while you were walking? I think I was having a conversation with my uh, with my manager. You were on the phone? Yeah, I was on the phone. Could we have your phone for phone records hold on no i don't i don't want to turn over my phone i'm I, I am the victim here i'm not the okay okay we'll we'll square their way with the chief and so they ran up to you and they knew who you were in the middle of the night at 2 a.m i did have a scarf on i did have a hat on and a big jacket but so yeah. they just assumed you were i'm juicy smoothie okay <laughs> you know who i am <laughs> yeah like that's that's the uh, that's the premises of what he's saying right yeah he, it's that you like racist MAGA guys at 2 a.m. just know who he is from a distance. They're waiting for Juicy Smoulier outside in negative 40 degree <laughs> weather, like Dave Chappelle yeah, has stated. This is cold ass Chicago, Chicago weather. Who told you that being honest was a white thing? So basically, what happened is, you know, detectives come and talk to Jesse and they're able to track down the two guys who attack him. Remember, I said that he said that they were, he didn't say white, he said they were pale in the dark of night, which, okay. They tracked down two Nigerian men. <laughs> Their uh, names are Abimbola and Olimbinjo Osundero. I am butchering these names. Yeah, probably. Don't mind me. We're they, butchering Juicy Smoulier's name, too. And they are Nigerian brothers. And they had, coincidentally, they both had minor roles in the show Empire. So they were on, they've been on set. They've had roles in the show. There was a pretty heavy link between them mm-hmm. and Jussie. Guess what? The Osandaros testified that they had planned with Mr. Smollett to attack him earlier in the night, but Mr. Smollett's flight back to Chicago was delayed. The brothers arrived at 2 a.m. at a spot they had agreed on, but Mr. Smollett was not there, so they waited on a bench across the street. So basically, these two Nigerian guys are saying, like, no, 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 y'all are trying to get us. We're letting you know right now this was all planned and employed yeah, by this, Mr. Jesse. Yeah, Juicy wanted to do this for his own benefit. So that kind of leads us to what... Is <laughs> there's a really funny fuck like the shit that came out with the actual like testimonies, right? And as we learned that more facts from Jesse side and the Opendaro brothers, <laughs> apparently the, the Nigerian brothers because they like work out with Jesse. They're yeah. like those are kind of his boys. I think they're also like his fitness trainer straight up. Yeah, they have a very close relationship. Yeah, like that's what came out for it from and, it. And so they had the on schedule, they had it like written that like, okay, I'm going to work out with them, right? At 2 a.m. He had it in his Google calendar. Google calendar, like on Teams. Right. Like, okay, 2 a.m. working out with the, the Nigerian. Right, the Nigerian, <laughs> the Nigerian nightmares. <laughs> and then uh, apparent, according to uh, the Obendaro brothers, they were not working out at 2 a.m. No. They, were, they were doing a dry run of the attack. Yeah, literally they were, re- they were rehearsing it. <laughs> they were rehearsing an attack. Can you imagine a director being there like, no, 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 I needed a little bit more magnus. I needed more magnus. You need to run up on him. I, <laughs> I can't imagine I'm saying this. I feel like, look, fellas, anybody, okay. not just fellas. Fellas are probably more likely to do this, though. If you're going to cheat, 
Oh. Do a dry run. <laughs> do a dry, do a dry run. How do you do a dry do, run do, while it's eating? You don't you don't, you don't penetrate. Enter, you don't. You don't, but you do everything right before and, and you like take off your clothes and you do it and you're like, okay, good, this works out. Yeah. Alright, this is an alibi. Alright. And then you practice text texting her. You practice texting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't like, actually oh, do fine. that. I'm, don't I'm, cheat. That's I'm with bad. Sad. <laughs> Sad's my alibi. <laughs> We're not super interested in like the the legality of everything, the facts of the case specifically. Right. We're more interested in the way the public consumed this mm-hmm. and how we can look at the structure of this case as an example of looking at how political contexts and like what's happening in society can affect the way people perceive different things. Right. So I guess the major issue with this case, it kind of became like a proxy and a ma- like a microcosm of what was really going on in Chicago between mm-hmm. the political landscape. They did come up with those charges against Jesse about um, what is it, misorderly con, disorderly conduct. It's five. Um, it was six counts of disorderly conduct. Yeah, which happens when you file a false police report and stuff like that. Disorderly conduct can be a lot of different things. Yeah. So. Kimberly Fox, she was actually a very good state's attorney, and she was very lenient on a lot of different things. She actually ran her campaign when she won the the, the appointment. She ran that she was like, listen, I'm not going to go after this like petty stuff. I'm going to go after actual violent crimes, you know? And before Kim Fox was there, Anita Alvarez was the state's attorney. And Anita Alvarez was a very, very harsh prosecutioner. Mm-hmm. Two examples I'll say is when... In the 1990s, a couple of teenage boys were falsely accused of rape and murder and DNA evidence acquitted them. And she was asked about the DNA evidence about, you know, hey, this is, you know, DNA evidence came out. What do you have to say for you going so hard on them? She literally said that someone else could have ejaculated in the corpse before the before the teenage boys dumped them. Number one. Number two, just just to show you how twisted this woman was. Number two, she approved a four year solitary confinement sentence for a 16 year old boy whose case, when it was tried, only took 45 minutes for him to, like, be found not guilty and acquitted. But the, the shit with the... Yeah, she's twisted. The, the, the corpse. I like, to ima- I like to imagine there was some, like, shadowy defender of justice, <laughs> of vigi- like a Batman type of vigilante, <laughs> who just goes to- just going to start coming on corpses oh to give They'll people an alibi. Yeah. They'll never figure out. Don't worry. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's called necrophiliac. I'm saying this man has pure intentions. <laughs> He's just going around. He's just <laughs> messing with evidence everywhere. It's like, hey, this is the same guy that we found. It's the same week? DNA. Every, yeah. I, which is a problem because eventually they would track this guy down. But you know what? He would breathe like a movement. <laughs> oh, we, my God. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. Basically... Alvarez was a shit prosecutor. She also helped Rahm Emanuel basically hide evidence from the public about the um, Laquan McDonald's Laquan McDonald's if, if killing. If you guys don't remember, Laquan McDonald was shot, I think, seven or... Multiple. Many times in the back. Yes. It was on camera. And this is one of those cases where, like, even, like, Republicans were like, okay, um, this is a bad look. Rahm Emanuel, mayor of Chicago at the time, yep. hid... All that. Oh, yeah. What's Rom up to now? Uh, Biden dude. appointed him as ambassador to Japan. Uh, you know what? I feel Great. bad for the Japanese people because I like Japan and they got to deal with this dickhead. Yeah. Oh, God but damn. but yeah, fuck that. And then she was, she was also known for bringing up charges against cops that would never hold. So when she did try to prosecute them, she would bring up ridiculous charges that would actually never, she'd never win or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. She was very pro-cop. 
So, Kim Fox comes into play. She beats her in a landslide victory. She's very lenient on this. Like I said earlier, she's going after violent crimes. She's not doing all, doing all this other like petty bullshit. The cops who were obviously loved Alvarez were against Fox. And her leniency kept giving them a little bit more fuel for their fire. They protested her. Um, they set out, you know, sent messages out. Hey, you should be, you should resign off of your stuff because we're bringing you cases and you're not prosecuting them. The Fraternal Order of Police. The, the FOPs. The, the FOP, as previously mentioned. And there's usually like a, a FOP in like most jurisdictions. Yeah. Like I, I think what you're saying here is really key though. And this is not unique to Chicago. There is a like partnership oh, yeah. between the legal side, courts. And law enforcement. Yeah, they want a lot. Scratch my up. ball, I scratch your ball. I think it's the back, but we'll go with it. So Fox is getting uh, Kim Fox. That is, uh, she's getting a more uh, heat on her to do, you know, prosecute more more people and whatnot. Yeah. And then this whole Jesse Smollett case happens. I'm butchering his name each time, by the way. It's on purpose because uh, I like. Ju- I think Juicy Smollett five. Juicy flows better. So she recuses herself from the case because there's some familiarity with, you know, the victims and whatnot. Um, again, that's seen as being, hey, you're being lenient on this because mm-hmm. she did end up dropping the charges against yeah. him. And then it kind of all mounts up into her kind of reintroducing those charges mm-hmm. and like l- kind of taking yeah. a more hands off approach because there has been this back and forth between Fox and Alvarez's group for a long time in Chicago. Yeah. And this case just became like a proxy. I yeah. don't think this case was more so about Jesse Smollett mm-hmm. by himself or like what he did or yeah. didn't do. It was more of a proxy yeah. war against Kim Fox and her doing something. Let us, let us be very clear. Most people did not know who Jesse was. Nope. And if you knew who he was, you did not particularly care for him. Yeah. He's not a particularly good actor. He's not a particularly good singer. He's whatever. He's, right? he's an overgrown Disney star. It's, it's mostly because... One, the story is so fucking funny. Yeah. It's like a hilarious story on it. So, what is that sound? I think that's Mr. Shadow rubbing up against your back. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks up at you, too. Yeah, hey, cat. You keep at it, bro. <coughs> the Jussie thing cannot be looked at in isolation. I think part of the reason why the cops went in so hard on this story was because they already had something like against Kim Fox. Yeah. And so, like you said, it kind of became a proxy for that. It's like a gold mine. Life gives you lemons, you, you make, take lemonade. Yeah. We are trying to get her out of here. We want to campaign against her. This story this is so clearly, this is perfect. For like, their side, yeah. We could not have asked something better than this. Yeah. Even with, like, Trump. I mean, Trump was going for layups here. Oh, yeah. Because if you're somebody who believes in all this stuff with, like, everyone's unfair to cops. But this is kind of a layup if you believe that. Because yeah. it's like, how do you defend this on its merits? All right, so let's get into what do we really think about the case, right? In my opinion, obviously, Jesse saw this as a road to make himself more prominent. He, I feel like he wanted to be a martyr of of that realm. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that, that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to be like, you know what? I don't... Yo, he's an idiot, by the way. He'd be like, yo, I'm going to plan this, and I'm going to be seen as some kind of hero. I'm, I'm going to be the new Kaepernick, I guess. And he was sadly mistaken because he didn't think about... Well, first of all, he didn't plan this very well at all. Because yeah, is- they, they looked into it once and just made connections. Like, bro, this is what the police do on a regular yeah. basis. And just just to be uh, clear, the defense for their actual case was that the Nigerian brothers were lying. Even though there's like 
ample sure. evidence. Yeah, I'm shaking my head. Like, yeah, it's, it's, this, this is. is they're like, oh, yeah, no, I didn't do it, or, like, we didn't plan this. This is Come one of those on, instances man. where, like, again, because the law is about technicalities and being super fucking pedantic about everything, don't argue about whether it was planned or not. Argue about the specifics of the charges. Like, no, right. well, legally, this charge can't fit this because of, like, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Remember the Rittenhouse thing? Mm-hmm. Kyle Rittenhouse's uh, gun possession charge got dropped because it was a long barrel right and that law only applies to short, short barrels. barrels yeah so do something like that this it just seems like one obviously mm. jesse was an idiot for this is like if i present this idea to my brother <laughs> my 17 year old idiotic brother <laughs> i think he would turn it down he, he would be like this is actually he had a business pitch to me the other day i'll tell you i'll tell you <laughs> off mic but it was it, it's i want to hear it it's lunacy my business but even then like intrigued. his legal team should fucking know what they're doing yeah, no it's you know i don't want to be elementary about this and like, but I'll relate this to what we learned, man. It's it's the boy who cried wolf because he is this famous person who is in the public eye that got attacked and got this and lied about it. And it's fucking proven at this point. You know what I mean? It takes away from the validity of people's actual trauma. Like they've been, like, there have been real people who got attacked, who've died, who've been through this actual racism. And he wanted to do it for some form of gain or something. Yeah. I don't know. Some kind of a social branding. Yeah, it had to. It's it really had to like look. I, I'm a, this might be slightly controversial, but I'm gonna say it. And Colin Kaepernick, what he did was like genuine. It was a firmly held belief and all that. Like, I do have a lot of respect for what he did, but the way he spun it, and I don't think this is like intentionally cynical. Right. I think this just like just inevitably kind of happened. Mm-hmm. This has kind of become a really good like marketing branding thing for him. Like he has a whole like production studio now. Disney gives him money to fund movies and shit. He has a bunch of collaborations and people just know him as like the guy who kneeled. Like that's what Jesse wanted from this. I, yeah. Yeah. I think Jesse had more of a, uh, Just, this Jesse lacy. was like being straight up cynical, though. That's I was gonna. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna Colin, use that. I'm not exact saying what Colin word. did was like was like. Oh, he planned this. Yeah, it's just like the way it happened was like there is kind of a pipeline from being a, a somewhat famous person who becomes like a an activist slash like media person, right? Which is kind of what Colin Kaepernick is now. He's just somebody who like makes netflix content well i wouldn't say just somebody because i do think that he is bringing like like when he kneeled and stuff he did bring a lot to light and even and he still continues to bring a lot to light about like certain certain groups or like Uh hey this is the charity i want you guys to donate yeah i do feel like he has like genuine intention in that i'm not but i do understand where you're coming from where it does seem like, to an extent, he spun it into some checks. No, no. Oh, so, so let me be clear. I don't think any of this is like bad will or bad intention yeah. on this part. What I'm saying is that what ended up happening is, and that's partly because like the way people who are sympathetic to him like treat it. Yeah. The solution to these things is just you need to watch the right Netflix show. Oh, right. Colin Kaepernick, he made like he a made new show. Colin, Ka- like quote unquote, Colin Kaepernick made a show. Colin Kaepernick made this, and Jesse wanted to be like, "Hey, yeah. Jesse Smollett made yeah, this." Or is the Jesse's producer, a fucking idiot. All right, here's a question. Okay, you are. B slash A tier actor. Okay. You're like on the fence. Because mm-hmm. I don't think he was like a B tier. He's like almost A. I don't know what A tier is. Uh, I never knew of him. And I know of your A tier. That's true. But um, <laughs> you are going to fake an attack on yourself. Okay. A Muslim attack. <laughs> How are you going about it? 
Make it as foolproof as possible. Foolproof as possible? Yeah, as much as you can do. First of all, whoever I hire, I'm going to hire like three, four different people in between. It's kind of like money laundering, Mm -hmm. right? You want to erase the cash. The reason why people get caught in a lot of these things, if you hire somebody for a murder, if you hire, you don't get in trouble for like, the person might be like, hey, this person just hired me to murder somebody. Was there a uh, transactional exchange? No. They can't get you because you did not give them monetary value of like, hey, doing this. So I'm hiring two, three different people. First of all, and I will not talk to the person who's going to attack me. They are not even going to know who it is or faking it. I'm not going to have that communication. I'm going to try to get the money lost, like how these shell companies do. Like, hey, this transaction, that transaction. And then I'll probably get some pig shit and (laughs) not like actual shit, but like, you know, intestines or... Like some real dumb shit, right? Like, oh, you can't eat pork. Here's some bacon. Like, throw some bacon on me or something, you know? And is it like, going to be actual bacon? Sure, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, it, yeah. If it's it fake bacon, be people actual. are going to know. It has to, and I will do the research to see, like, the best-selling bacon in that area, too. Like, the most <laughs> whitest bacon. Like, the it's super highest realistic. selling. Yeah, highest selling. This like, attacker oh, would have gone to Walmart that morning. I'm going to go to Walmart at night for it. <laughs> <laughs> for that shit. <laughs> So I want to make it as, uh, as authentic. They're going to be like, hey, this guy's going to be wearing a hoodie. I just want you to go punch him in the face, call him a sand N-word, throw some bacon on him, and take a picture of him. Okay, so let me give you my pitch. Go ahead. So my business model is going to be similar to yours because I think having like multiple middlemen is crucial. Yeah. You don't want to have the chain of custody come back to exactly. you. Like, I've talked to this guy. Yeah. That's how the Rico shit gets. Got to get it lost. Okay, this is what's going to happen. It's going to be at a park. Okay. It's going to be like close to closing time. Okay. Right? Because you know the sunset. So okay. let's say it's like 535. I'm walking. Mm-hmm. Walking back to my car. I've had a wonderful day. I prayed. I brought my prayer rug with me. Oh, yeah. It's Friday. I prayed Juma earlier. You're definitely and, getting the hate crime coming down. I'm you. definitely getting it. Like, <laughs> I'm being like overtly Muslim. You're I had my the, phone. You're wearing the dope on. Like, Sal hasn't gotten a haircut in like a month and a half at I this point. Not. Like I'm visibly, aggressively, <laughs> and kind of like annoyingly, like I'm letting you know I'm Muslim. Yeah. I'm walking back, sauntering. Yeah. I'm picturing this. And then I hear from like the back of my right ear, okay. from like 12 meters yonder, uh-huh. a young, somewhat effete hick <laughs> yelling like, take this, Osama. <laughs> and then I just like, what? what? What's happening? I turn around and there's a paper plane flying towards <laughs> me. <laughs> and there's two of them. They both fly <laughs> They both fly into me. They fly into me. Ah! Ah! Hit you in the eye. And I open it up. It's like, this is your 9-11. Because oh. this happens on... 9-11 mm. and then of course so it's a payback and so situation this is that's how it's framed mm-hmm. but what the cops don't realize is that after i hired person a person b person c this person d who attacked me plays basketball with my brother <laughs> look at a certain point you gotta make deals so i want to hit back to kind of our other point about Political events, news events being proxies. Mm-hmm. And Cher talked about this in regards to Chicago, Chicago Police Department, Chicago Judicial Courts, kind of using the Jesse story, even though I think it's like legitimately what he did was stupid and like there's an actual story there, there's a case right. there. It was largely like a power play between them. And I think despite their best efforts, I think Kim Fox still won her reelection. No, right? she yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't matter. But there's she no won. way the Chicago Police Department did not use like this Jesse story. In, like, the campaign ads against her. Yeah. And it's really funny because the whole time when they were going against her, the the stat literally is that that, that police department, Chicago Police Department, solves roughly half of the uh, the violent crimes and murder, I guess, murder crimes that happen. It was solving the other half. 
no one. They just kind of go on. The, you know, and you know how much their expenses are. Uh, mm, how much to get like yearly? No, how much like them going after these crimes, all oh. of these crimes, and only solving roughly half of them. It's over five hundred million dollars. Um, that in, in the past year, yeah, five hundred million dollars, and they're accusing Fox of being lenient and like wasting resources because they're she's not prosecuting people who they bring to her. I want to know. There's some big irony in this. How much Chicago's like education department gets on average? Uh, probably. Like, I just want to know the general funding for the public education system there, their water system, their yeah. piping system, oh, no. the, the subsidies for like food and and food stamps and all that stuff compared to. $500 million. Just on expenses to go solve half of them. It's kind of like New York where they have over a billion dollars. NYPD has over a billion dollars allocated to them for all their salaries and stuff. And then they have like two police officers for hours standing and waiting on lines in, in, um, in subway systems. Get in back, subway. citizen. I've... <laughs> I jump the line all the time. I just jump over it going on the train. Coming back because we leave from Brooklyn. I just jump. And then coming back, I kind of have to pay because... Ooh, Mr. Bad Boy. Yes, sir. Get yourself a bad boy. <laughs> so this this concept of context and proxies, I feel like does not... It goes far beyond just this story. Yeah. And the way people talk about justice, mm-hmm. social justice, and like whose side are you on, is usually played out kind of like sports in a weird way oh, it is it's, it's it's like a very team thing it's like which team are you on there's two teams because yeah. there's two there's only two takes you can have on any like major topic right and if you don't fit like perfectly into one of those takes the people of that team are gonna be like oh so you're one of them like i'm not yeah don't misrepresent just- what i'm no, no no i'm just like trying to add a little bit of complexity to what you're yeah, saying don't assume what we're saying yeah so like an example of that is um okay like speaking to this race stuff we we've kind of hit on this one a lot george floyd brianna taylor you know i, I feel like very everyone knows also. those names yeah. everybody knows those names everybody knows like the the, the backlash and the way people want to help after the mm-hmm. fact right and one of the common things was reading books reading books mostly by like well-to-do white woman yeah white women who had what to do with your guilt <laughs> yeah like yeah what to do with your guilt and people are like these are these are the seven books you need to read these are the top of new york times bestsellers list you have to read this if you want to be an ally you have you to ha- read this yeah. you got to go to that gentrified store owned by a black person and buy from there it's yeah like, the proper still doing gentrification right whatever right and then i would like go out on a limb and say you know putting money where money already is is probably not going to solve this no it's not enriching a rich white person is probably not going to solve this there's no amount of anti-racism training in your office yeah that's going to fucking do anything like what does a uh, i forget i feel really bad i forget which case this was there's one case of like a pretty clearly you know cognitively disabled black boy or black Mm -hmm. girl getting shot at by the police what the fuck is anti-racism training going to do about that right what is anti-racism training going to do about shooting or apprehending a homeless person because he like walked into some overpriced coffee store and all the people in there who by the way have like a black lives matter hashtag in their bio are like ooh no you dirty monkey get out yeah. of here how many times have we seen those those stories come out about 
the one specific story comes to mind where these 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 young black men were in a Starbucks waiting to have a business meeting. I think they were like real estate agents or some something like that. And because I guess they didn't buy a drink or they may, maybe only one of them bought a drink, the manager came out and said, "Hey, you guys have been here for too long. You have to leave." Yeah. You know how many? So what? What? How do you counteract that? It's not by reading. Yeah. It's not by. It's not by doing this yeah. shit. And and I don't want to like lose the track of what we were saying, but I'm just using this as an example to say that like. I got flack for saying that. Right. Because me saying that, like, you reading these fucking books is not going to do anything. Yeah. People basically thought I was, like, a Republican and I, yeah. like, hated because, black people. Because you either have to be on this side yeah. or on this side. It's because always- I, I didn't repost the shit. Right. And that's another fucking thing that annoys me. If you if someone says, like, uh, I see you not reposting this, you're not an ally. I'm like, shut, shut up. Yeah. I think the, the media consumption thing is what really gets me because it's like, if you don't like, if you're not super hyped for a movie... And not demonstrating, mm-hmm. like, how... Vi- okay, like, Black Panther, right? And I think there's a lot to praise Black Panther for in terms of, like, societally. Like, like black kids have a superhero. I mean, there, there were all the superheroes before, but, right. like, on to that they level... They have to, one for themselves, There is, yeah. like, that one for themselves. They, I think that's good. But the way people talked about it, as if, like, if you're not excited for Black Panther, if you don't like Black Panther's movie... Your the, the implication is that like oh you're you're, side. you're kind of racist yeah you actually you like you don't like the black yeah. people are getting out produced like well no I have like problems with like the movies like I can like I can say two things right I appreciate what it's doing but I don't like Marvel but I, not even like that specifically like I just like like Mar like I think I legitimately think and this is like a separate thing Black Panther is like one of the weakest Marvel movies like okay. I got I stepped away from it I was like I don't know what they were going for here but like there's visually it's cool right. It's visually really cool, and right. like again, symbolically, culturally, I get it. But I'm like, if this were white people and the movie was exactly the same, everyone would hate it. Yeah, because it's kind of a. If I guess that's when the culture significance comes into play. Yeah, yeah. And then what what you're saying about like you know like people saying like oh you're on the other side mm-hmm. if you don't like this, it also creates. Uh, we've mentioned this on many podcast episodes before. It creates those that group of people that is that are overcompensating for yeah. it now. So it's yeah. like white people showing up in like dashiki sh- shirts and stuff, <laughs> and like wearing kente cloths, and it's just like, yeah, you're just doing a little bit too much. You can appreciate it without doing all that. I was. I'm gonna out myself as a mate. I'm a fucking huge nerd. I'm gonna out myself. Um, the the video game awards just happened. Did like, you watch it, that? Listen, you fucking it nerd. Was, it, listen. Wait, is that what you did Saturday night? You no, loser? it was like Thursday night or something. I, I was like doing it while I was working. Right. It was happy. I didn't watch the whole thing. I was like, there's no fucking Stop way. Stop lying. No, I, swear to, I, <laughs> I swear to Allah, I did not do that. I, I tuned into like the last 40 minutes or so, 50 minutes, and I had it like a background noise. And I was watching it as like, because you know how like Twitch people like stream their reaction to it. Like you can watch with them live. Right, right, right. I decided to do that because I'm like, just fucking why not? Let me like yeah. listen to something while I do yeah. this. And it was like this. Say it with your chest, man. It's okay. Panel. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm coming out to you, bro. <laughs> there was like this panel of five white dudes. And they're all kind of like, when you think of like the stereotypical guy who played video games like the 70s or 80s, like kind of nerdy, it's like, yeah, hey, it's kind they're of like that, that, right? Yeah. And those kind of their whole guys. brand is about like being socially inclusive and tolerant. Like we're, you know, we're all about like inclusivity, which I appreciate. That's nice. Right, right. Because uh, gaming folks, that's where a lot of the fucking Nazis are. I'm gonna be, oh, that, that, oh, 100%. That those, motherfuckers are crazy. Those 4chan channels and everything. The eight-year-olds. Oh, my, oh God. my Lord. They got no consequences. And so the video game awards like had because they had a shit ton of advertisements and promos. And one of them was 
about like Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. right? And it's about like black content creators and like, you know, not giving enough exposure. And it's like very dramatic and all that stuff. They had like black people on there talking about stuff. It was like, okay, it's cool. It's it's nice. Like it's it's nice that they did it. And then like to your point about the overcompensating thing, bro, the way these five white dudes were like, fuck yeah, yeah. when it came on and they just like started like going hard to show like how this is how hip and cool we are we're down with the movement brothers yeah come and on. i was just like this is so cr- please please like it's not hard the, to say you take the organicness of it out it's not yeah. genuine anymore yeah. when you're overcompensating or overcorrecting it. yeah like you it's very visually it, it should be o- it should be okay to say like yeah, clearly a corporation is going to do this because it's just good PR. Right. Like, why the fuck do I, do I think that there's an actual earnest yeah. uh, consideration from the video game awards about, like, what's happening to black people? No, it's good no, they PR. Gave, they gave that slot because they paid for it. Yeah. The people who are making that commercial actually have a good intention behind it. You know, hey, we want to get this message back out yeah. there. But that 30-second slot yeah. in a award show, that's yeah. worth a lot of money. Yeah. So they had to pay a lot. You know, they coughed up money. Bro, it was so cringy hearing that. And they just started, like, saying all this stuff. Like, yeah, we're down. It's like, bro, you're five nerdy white guys. Yeah, you like, what are you going to do? You need to chill out. They're gonna, You know what they're going to do? <laughs> their next their next character they create is going to be black. <laughs> they're going to live out their dream of being black people. The movie Joker. The one that came out the with Joaquin Phoenix. Reese. Okay, yeah. Yeah, in 2019. Bro, the way people were talking about that shit was, like, buggy. Everyone was like, people are going to shoot and kill everybody when yeah. this movie comes out. Yeah, listen. That movie was... I, th- I think people tend to do this with a lot of stuff that that is a commentary on society. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like under a scope where they tell it in an artistic way about, like, how society is. And, you know, society was so bad to him that... He turned out to be this way, yeah. which isn't a very complex like it's thing. Not. But they, they, they take it and they're like, "Oh my god, this is so true." It's like a very ent- elementary concept, mm-hmm. and it's kind of elevated. So when you you watch it, they want to watch it and they want to feel like they understand society now. So then they want to go talk about it, not because they want to change society, but because they want to feel more superior because they understand this concept yeah. of the different complexities in society yeah. and how they, you know damage people i think that's what it is i think it's like a self-fulfilling thing um the way people talk about it it's somewhat that but like people had already made up their minds about what this movie was about Mm -hmm. and what it represented before they even saw it like there were a lot of opinions uh, written in like journals like buzzfeed new york times and all that stuff prominent people prominent people than you saying like this is a movie for incels if you guys don't know incels like a involuntary celibate yeah. basically like a, like a dude who can't get action yeah and so he has like this repressed misogyny and anger which is going to blow up against like the world in some violent action or against like just like domestic violence or something, yeah. right and that is like a thing that does happen I, i'm not saying that doesn't happen but the way people were talking about like this is a movie made for incels if you watch it, it when it comes out there's gonna be like an outburst of like shootings and all that stuff which never fucking happened i feel like it's kind of convenient that we just forgot about that, right. like everyone was saying, like this is going to happen. Like, well, it didn't happen. Right. I watched it. I had a very clear takeaway of what the movie was. But then you would see, even like in the weeks, like two weeks before the movie came out, all the same people who were saying like it's you know X Y and Z were like, I'm not going to watch the movie. I made up my mind about what the movie is. I know mm. what it is. It's about incels. And I'll tell you what happened. They learned what the word incel was Means. within like the past year. Yeah. And so now they're like, oh, this. I learned what it means, 
So now I'm this movie that's been, it here. that's been being made for like four years, right. it has to be about that because I am so smart and I learned this thing. It's a self-fulfilling thing. It's a you self-fulfilling know I mean? thing. I'm going to tell everybody, if you disagree with me, you're a white supremacist. I swear to God, somebody did kind of accuse me of like being a white supremacist because I was like, I don't think it's a, I don't like the movie that much. It's not yeah. even me defending the movie. I'm just like, it's clearly not about that. Yeah. Like just because there is a white guy who hurts people. Yeah. It, but pretty clearly the commentary is that like it's more of a movie about poverty and like mental health like being a social service that gets cut yeah like that's what the movie is actually like pretty clearly that's what the movie is about I, I, didn't, I honestly didn't take anything away other than that yeah like I was like yo the, the society treats this man who is obviously suffering from this thing so bad yeah and then the only source of help that he had funding got cut and then he couldn't get his meds he yeah. was more you know damaged and then that's when he just had enough. And that's that's what it was yeah. about. It wasn't about like, oh, this is going to cause our normal society, not, not not normal, but our like day-to-day society outside the movies mm-hmm. to, to go crazy. Like people are going to see this and be like, oh, he did this and he got notoriety. I, I'm going to do I'm not going to say that like that that doesn't maybe so go through some people's minds. Oh, no, it can happen, but it's not like the responsibility of every director to be like, oh, shit, somebody can think of it this yeah. way. Yeah. The, the movie Taxi Driver. Ends the major plot point is that Travis Bickle, who's played by the main character Robert De Niro, he tries to assassinate the president. Uh-huh. And one of the attempted assassinations on Ronald Reagan was by a guy who said that he w- was inspired by the movie. Yeah, which like, I don't doubt that happens. Yeah, but it's also true that there's been other presidents who've been a- been killed or been attempted to be assassinated. So it's not like movies are the movies thing that created cro- this yeah. thing, right? Yeah. But if you like disagree with that you're actually, like, on the other team because yeah. there's only two takes you can have in any, any single thing. Yeah, okay. Here's here's the thing, because we, we, we've been talking about two ta- the two teams and it has to be you, you're either on this side or that side. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably going to answer it, but, like, how much do you really think it's because we only have a two-party system in America? You know, it's either you're a Democrat or you're a Republican. Some people are moderate, but that's, like, you're just kind of in between. But that's not a real party in itself. And I feel like when it comes to... These social issues, these social... There's only two schools of... Majority, there's only two schools of thought. Either you're pro-cop or you're not. Either you're pro-abortion or you're pro-choice. There's not like a... Well, I mean, abortion is kind of a separate topic because there's no other like kind of... Yeah, I don't know how you do (laughs) the middle ground. But I just just thought of like major things. I think it's important to like get away from... And this is difficult. Get away from relying on sources. This is going to sound weird. Like authorities and sources and leaders... Because it's like, well, we we're talking about people in positions of power. It's like, well, who tends to be situated there, right? Yeah. That's kind of why I'm like not super keen on being like, oh, if we had more parties, we'd have a greater diversity of opinion. Because like even Democrats and Republicans have a lot of the same fucking ideas. Yeah. Well, it's just like they, they some things like I think some things are, are important that they have differences on. But a lot of it is very similar. But it's like anybody in that position to like have a party run a party is probably going to come from a similar school of thought because like you probably need to like have gone through like major right. financial firms and get a lot of money like you're inevitably going to have to play the po- political game yeah so it, it's hard like it's easy for us as we always say it's easy for us to criticize and point this out and i think we should but i also understand that like the solutions are probably a lot harder than we think they are i think that's always the case the solutions are harder case. because i mean we can sit here and be like Hey, the solution to this Jesse Smollett case was, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe rework the fucking social justice system and, you know, the police uh, brutality needs to stop. 
I mean, that's very easy to no, say. No, no, no. The solution to the Jesse Smollett case is have a better fucking story. <laughs> you idiot. Yeah. You're so dumb. Going back Brother, to that, man. Okay. I'm just going to, like, superficially change the story. Quiznos at 6 p.m. Right. You got some alibis. People are walking around out there. You do something in, like, just do something in public that's, like, kind of gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that way, like, somebody who's there will be like, hey, why are you being gay? Because that creates a better story. Because yeah. it's like, if you're just walking somebody taxi, it's like, well, why the fuck? Yeah, I think I think I, I agree with that because he went far. Yeah. He was like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm because this is where his pageantry came in. Not not because he's gay, but because he's an actor. Yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, I'm gonna make it look real, real. Yeah. I'm gonna get a noose around my neck. He <laughs> should, so he should, dude, roll up, throw a brick at me, call me the N word, call it a day, yeah. and I'll have the video of you throwing the brick on me, and then that 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 validates me saying that oh, you called me yeah. the N word go die or something yeah i would believe that i mean i would honestly believed him at first anyways because like that's that's some shit that maga would do so you know um but yeah oh, did, go like oh, did, did you believe it at first i mean yeah i mean i i was i like if something like that comes i'm like oh see i, I was sus you were like, from I, the beginning i dead ass i wasn't like oh this doesn't happen i was like this is a weird it's like that's it's like, i took it at face value because i was like oh shit there's here's another one Mm-hmm. And I think that's what he was playing on. You know, he was oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Because again, fits in the political climate. MAGA. Yeah. You say MAGA, everyone's gonna be like, "That's right." The Trump people are doing. It. It's like, well, they're Nigerian. <laughs> yeah. You that, okay. When 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 the Nigerian aspect <laughs> came out, I was like, way, oh, I was like, yeah, oh, this, is the, this, is, this is fake. You work out with them. Yeah. They were on the same show as you. Yeah. You couldn't have found anybody else. He should have absolutely just done it small, and it would have been more believable. And because he's in a public. He's in. He's in the public eye. Still would have been a big story. He. I think he would have gotten away with yeah. it. Yeah, he, he would have had a Kaepernick moment. Yeah, he wouldn't have. He would have. He would have had that, and then he would have monetized it in the way he, that he wanted to. Um, try not. Uh, you know, Jesse. Try not to do it again, buddy. And that's the end of Saad and Cheryar's anti-racism training seminar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hire us for your corporate corporate needs, please. Hire us. We'll tell you how to fake hate crimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's our pitch to you. Or hide them. Or hide them, yeah. Hire, hire to hide, hire to fake. Okay, so I think that wraps up. Uh, we didn't talk about Jesse. Th- no, we talked about Jesse a fair amount. I think the first half we talked about yeah. weeks strap, weeks yeah, standard. and then like the whole political climate of Chicago, which is the microcosm of yeah. that. Yeah, I think that wraps up episode twenty-seven. We're almost hitting the new year. Hey, uh, we are. Holy shit, we yeah, are. Yeah, bro, we're. <sighs> 2022 doesn't even sound like a, 2022 doesn't even sound like real date to me. 2020 part two. Uh, oh, oh no! The conspiracy continues. <laughs> We're out. Signing off. <laughs>